Let me introduce you now to our guests in no particular order. We do have Pastor Joshua Mapong, he's a cultural activist. He's a writer, fighter of spiritual colonialism, and he is going to be joining us in a short while. Also joining us on the line is Ashwin Trikamji, president of the Hindu Mahasabha. Um, uh, he will be, is he already on the line? Pandit, good evening to you and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Pandit Trikamji, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Good evening, Nayan. Good, Good evening. evening to all your listeners. Good evening to you, sir. And thank you very much for going to talk Always to us. Always a pleasure. Same here, sir. Also, we do have Dr. Nogozola Mdende, practitioner and leader of African indigenous religion. She's an author, a diviner, and a former lecturer at the University of Cape Town. And she joins us once again. She's no stranger to the program. Good evening to you, Ma. And thank you very much for going to talk to us. Oh, good evening, Naye and listeners. And to you, my friend, Eswin. How are you, my sister? I'm fine, How are you? Good to hear. Good to hear you again. Thank you. All right. As soon as Pastor Maponga is available, he'll be joining us on the line as well to give us his perspective and the Christian perspective, or shall I say, the scriptural perspective. All right. Let's jump right in. Um, let's begin with you, Pandit. We're talking about religious internment or um, uh, the, the religious ceremonies to. Uh, separate now the living with those who are no longer living. How does your faith, first and foremost, put aside the COVID-19 regulations, what does your faith suggest should be or dictate should be the process follows in this kind of ceremony? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, you know that Hindus believe in cremation and not burial. Yeah. So I think that's where we are somewhat different from other faith groups and their practices. And uh, thereafter, the, the, the process, as it were, is that once a person has passed on, the family will then make sure that they carry out the hygienic process of bathing the body and then preparing the body for, a, a, for, for, a, for some kind of a service where members of the family and friends and so on have the opportunity of coming across and viewing the body as it is, viewing the face, and uh, and normally they would offer some flowers, right? And if not flowers, it is sandalwood. The reason sandalwood is offered is because sandalwood burns, and it's used to actually cremate the body as well. And then once that happens, that, that normally takes place over a period of time. The body is normally... Uh, as they call it, lying in state for an hour, hour and a half, maybe two. And once that happens, and then there's a final service conducted by a priest in which he effectively asks that the body return to its abode, as it were, back to where it came from, and that is back to the sea in the form of ashes. And then the body is taken in for a cremation where only the immediate family uh, are participants. And there... A ritual is performed in the form of a fire ceremony preceding the actual cremation. And once that is performed, then the body is then immersed into a little chamber and where the, 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 the process of cremation takes over. And that process normally takes about two hours. So the family's members, immediate family members, would normally wait for that process to be completed. And once that process is completed and the ashes are then received in a, in a clay pot or whatever vessel that they have, and then they you, you, you immediately proceed 
to immerse the ashes into a sea. Of course, in Durban and in crematoriums, we have special provision where they go to a, a facility which is called a GHAT, G-H-A-T, where you have the opportunity of immersing the ashes into a receptacle which is linked directly into the sea. And that, in effect, is what the entire process is all about. There's nothing more or less than uh, than, uh, than what I've just described. Let, let's begin, perhaps, um, uh, Pandit, with the officiant. I'm interested, do you license your officiants to be the ones who are going to be, or anybody can be the officiant? <clears throat> no. At, at, the, at the, well, there's two processes, right? The one is where the body is lying in, lying in state for viewing. There, the family members would be seated, and anyone that comes across, it's in a chapel, right? Where people would just come in, uh, uh, come in, view the body, pay their respects by sympathizing with the family members and leave. Then you have an official piece, a pundit, right? Who is designated to then perform the, 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 the service itself. Uh, and when the body then proceeds to the chamber, the antechamber where the last rites are performed, they're only the immediate family members and nobody else is permitted to 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 be part of the final rites ceremony that takes place. Nobody yeah. else. Just the priest and the immediate family members. And and when you say immediate, and, and I'd like to suggest that perhaps there is a patriarchal slant there which some, um, implies yes. an, an yes. eldest son to yes. the exia. Yes. And and in and uh, this is a customary process. It's normally the youngest uh, member of the family who performs the actual rituals. You know the rituals that are uh, that are conducted by the priest before the body is actually immersed into the chamber for cremation. Okay, and this process is supposed to take one day or even less than that. Correct. Less as soon as possible. All right. As soon as possible. How many people n- normally attend these funeral services? No, now I'll tell you, as far as the uh, the first process where the, the viewing of the body takes place at the chapel, there you find it could be any any number. It could be depending on who the individual is and in what per, what kind of a uh, position that person may have occupied in society or what his or her encircle of friends was. You might find a few hundred people, sometimes even increasing in number, and sometimes you find smaller number, as I said, depending on the individual that has passed on is concerned. There is no restriction on the number of people that, he, that, is, uh, that are permitted to actually come view the body, pay their respects to the immediate family members, and, then, and some, most of them would stay, others would actually leave. So there's a process where there's a constant turnaround of people. Okay. Now, now that we have uh, COVID-19 regulations, yeah. um, has anything changed? Have you put together any regulations yes, yes. that it would is, alter the the norm? Yes, that has changed. That has changed the whole first part of the process completely. Uh, there is no such thing now as people being allowed to even go and visit the family members at their home before they depart for the crematorium. Neither are they permitted to enter the crematorium. So only a maximum of 20 members of the family are permitted to go to the crematorium. And there is no pre-viewing process. It, uh, the body is then taken by the uh, immediate family members, the maximum of 20, 
into the antechamber where they're given half an hour to perform the last rite, and then the body is then immersed into the antechamber. The crematorium in Durban has even limited that number to to five, if possible, and six, uh, to try and avoid, you know, what everybody is trying to avoid, and that's the, the spread of any possible uh, viruses around. Now, when we're talking about this last samskara, or oh, what do you call it, the antiesta? Antiesta, antiesta. Yeah. yeah. Th- this, uh, is this something that has been dictated that it should be in that fashion? Or is it really up to each family? I think it is up to each family. Okay. Uh, by custom, it has happened. You know, in the old days when there were no crematoriums, uh, then, and, and in the villages in India, you still have this practice. They would actually take the body and uh, create a, a funeral pyre. Uh, logs are placed in, in the form of a block, and then the, uh, the body is then placed on that block and then set alight, as it were, by a member of the family. Yeah, yeah. That is a custom that has gone on for, for <coughs> as long as one can remember. Okay. All right. I, I want to read this, and perhaps um, uh, you you could uh, uh, could verify it. It's alleged to be from the Rig Veda, uh, ten sixteen. I want to read verbatim. It reads: "Burn him not up, nor quite consume him. Agni, let not his body or his skin be scattered, or all possessing fire. When thou hast much, is it uh, matured him?" Then send him on his way unto the fathers, when thou hast made him ready, all possessing fire. Then do thou give him over to the fathers, when he attains unto the life that waits him. He shall become subject to the will of gods. The sun receive thine eye, the wind thy prana, life principle. Go as thy merit is to earth or heaven. Go if it be thy lot unto the waters. Go, make thine home in plants with all thy members. Do you know this piece of literature? Yes. That's, you see, that is where the ashes are immersed into the sea. That's precisely what you were saying. Yeah. They would normally, uh, the, the, there's a, a customary way of actually immersing the ashes from the uh, pot or from your hand into the sea as if you're offering it and saying, with the flow of the sea, of the water, please go back to where you came from, yeah. you know, into the sea. That is that is the actual process. Yeah, yeah. All right, for those who are wondering where I got this, you can find this in, uh, it was published by the Penguin Classics, uh, the Rig Veda, uh, and, and, the, and the version by the Penguin Classics, and the very interesting piece of, re- you can read, there's a chapter there on death, you can read there. All right, let's... Well, let's Naya, Naya, can I just intervene there? Yes, sir. The one other part of the Rig Veda, which is very important, and which is recited at all funerals, yeah. this is what it says. And I can't give you the exact uh, exact uh, number, but it says, O mortal, after your death, may all the components of your body be merged into the five elements of the earth. Your eyes be absorbed in the sun, your breath into the atmosphere. May the other parts be merged into the appropriate element. And in accordance with the meritorious deeds thou hast performed here, May your spirit dwell in an appropriate body. Yeah. Now that is from the Rig Veda as well. So okay. that more or less gives you an idea of 
what we're talking about. Indeed, indeed. I appreciate that. And by the way, I'm using the, the English translation translated by H.H. H. Wilson, if you want to go and verify exactly all of that. All right. Now, let's 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 bring in other guests let's find out uh dr mdenda you're listening to this and like to get your your passage your your pass what exactly is the ordinary and the normal way the appropriate way of sending the 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 dead to the other side before we we even get to the covid19 times just what is supposed to be take us through the process as it is supposed to be okay thank you naye uh, from a uh, African uh, religion perspective, yes, ma'am. Uh, death is just the separation of uh, the the physical from the spiritual world. It is regarded as a journey that a person takes. So it's, it's just the flesh. It is the flesh that decays, otherwise the spirit lives on. Now, what happens when a person passes on? The it depends on the nature of death, but point number one, of the cause. Uh, what happens, a child, somebody, whoever, is just sent around to spread the news that so-and-so has passed on. And what happens, the male people, if the person dies far from home, would be viewing if this is the right person, one or two people, viewing if this is the right person. And the person would be buried within two or three days. In fact, the third day is because perhaps there was somebody that they have been waiting for who is very, very close. Otherwise, uh, the person is supposed to be buried within two days. And by burying the person within two days, and the person was buried within uh, at the yard, we had no graveyards. And, and in most rural areas, there are no graveyards the, even now. So that person is, is the body is just cleaned by the elderly people. No children are involved, and the elderly people of the same family, and perhaps the elderly women around uh, uh, the locality. And thereafter, the deceased is taken to the grave and is buried. And what happens when the the person is being taken outside uh, at the heart where the, the person was lying is just told that uh, Noguzola were taking you now to your other house to stay there, so we're taking you to your grave. And then the person is, there was no service. The person is just taken to the grave, which is being done by young men, Abafana, and that grave is they will be uh, leveled by the young men again with the supervision of the elderly, of the family, and of the local uh, community because they must make sure that everything is done properly. And then when they, when, and after that, they would go to the nearest running water to wash their hands because believed that it's polluted, therefore uh, death must not frequent this homestead. Therefore, they must go to the nearest running water so to wash it away. Herein lies the issue, Mama. You're, you're talking about a grave site. Um, do we have grave sites? Because I, I, I was told that there is um, some families use the, 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 the crawl. 
or some families use uh, the family the, there's a family area w- within the yard within the compound of the family what 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 exactly is the, the, the correct way of doing this that is why i'm saying in in the rural areas only few communities who have been removed by what we call a trust that have got graveyards otherwise other communities do not have graveyards even in my own homestead in my own house there is no graveyard i will be buried in my garden yeah because the 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 grave in fact is i would say it's a title deed because that grave remains in that yard so no one could ever uh, uh, buy yeah. that home that homestead <laughs> yes. if the person doesn't belong to the same same family but uh, what happens now uh, is a man is buried either behind the crawl or on the side of the crawl okay. and a woman is ba- buried somewhere in the garden the elder of this family will identify where the grave should be yeah all right. Now, we are talking about a process, and you said it is the young men. And uh, are these young men, young men of the village or of the family? Who exactly are these young men it, who are going it, to be it, carrying it, the body? It is the young men of the village, because once there is this news that so-and-so has passed on, yeah. and the news is taken to the local traditional leader, and then it will spread to this local community, and then now the elderly of this of the person the from the deceased family will indicate when is the person going to be buried and what is happening because they they've got their own rules and regulations on how to dig the graves so definitely a senior a, a man of the young man Bafana, then they will call others they know what to do that they will go and dig the grave it's not uh, only for the from the family it's from the lo- locality when when you say it should happen within a day or two sometimes three where is the body in all of this because we did not have mortuaries or morgues what happens to the body in the meanwhile doesn't it decompose yes that is true that is why i'm saying a day or two because there was a person before because we didn't have much there was a person and some herbal medicines that they were using and there was a special a special person who would be called to keep this body i mean to call to stay in this homestead and in that special room i will say a room gave by into a yes. special room to to keep this body uh, and to not to decompose that is why i are saying one or two because it should not be more than that because the body would decompose but one or two days there was somebody who was an expert to keep the body not to decompose or to embalm this person to using... embalm that's a good english word okay yes all right all right uh, so now things have things changed now because of COVID-19, Ma? Uh, with COVID-19, I would say, Naya, there is a restoration of our tradition to a, a, a greater extent. There's a restoration. Yes. Because, for instance, 
this bearing of the board, you know, nowadays people will take a week, seven days or 14 days before they bury yes. their, their loved one. But now it says gone back to the tradition, must be buried two or three days yeah. from the mortuary. And secondly, the, since we, we had no night vigils, the night vigils came with Christianity. Yes. So there are no night vigils now. So it's going back yeah. to our tradition. And there is no this public viewing of the body, even children. Yes forming a chew to view the body. No, it's only the elderly one or two members just to identify yeah. if it's the, it's the right, the right uh, 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 person who, who must do that. So no people visiting, singing, and so on and so on. Yes. So what is the regulation that are, are, are saying now to us? They, they have helped in order to restore the old age tradition yes, for the yes. funerals and with less expenses and no after tears because they are immoral. So those things <laughs> were very happy. <laughs> okay. All right. Before I go to Pastor Maponga, in terms of numbers, what is the acceptable or the prescribed number customarily? We understand as far as government, the government says the maximum number should be 50 and even so push comes to shove. In terms of custom, what is the appropriate number of people should, who were supposed to be at this funeral? Though I cannot uh, be specific about the numbers, but numbers were not big because these were the close members of the family and the elderly yes. of that particular locality who would come yeah. to the to the funeral to the funeral not everybody no children and no and, and even the those who are related but they are far yeah. from this homestead they will come to do what is called i don't know the good english term ubegilike to put the stone there they will yes. come because they were not able to come. Yes, I hear you. I understand. I understand. Thank you very much, man. Let's bring in now Pastor Maponga. Bishop, thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us and thank you very much for talking to us. Yes, sir. Thank you and good evening. Now, from the scriptures, um, what do your scriptures... Uh, I want us to talk strictly about the scriptures and then later on, as we've done with other guests, talk about COVID-19 regulations. Uh, as far as the scriptures are concerned, what is the process of of burying the dead in terms of your scriptures? Uh, death is a reality. And if you look back, I think you would find people have been dying. But one of the most prominent passages we find is when Abraham bought a cave for his wife in Machpelah. And I remember when I was in Israel, I had an opportunity of passing by there. So the ancient times, it looks like caves were mostly used, even even Yeshua himself was buried in a cave, and Elisha was buried in a cave, you remember the boy they dumped and he resurrected and stuff like that. So we seem to have a more, you know, putting not someone addicted them under the ground, but there are some examples where people in the scriptures have been put in some, in some caves for their final destination. So a family would buy a cemetery or a cave, then that's where they pile up their, 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 now, you're speaking of caves as the area or the venue for the final resting place. Fair enough. Is there a particular ceremony that has been dictated to be the appropriate ceremony for those rituals? The culture of the colonialists has become the norm. 
in the Christian space. So there, there is no scripture. You, the, the, we're following the colonialist culture. Basically, yes. I don't agree right on the top side. There's not waste time. There's much more to talk about. Christianity has no culture except the European culture. The whole issue of buying boxes, you know, putting flowers and all this whole shenanigan stuff is a business for colonialism. There's neither scriptural basis of a box or a scriptural basis of a, <laughs> of a it's just a circus of a bunch of Africans who are trying to be European. Okay. All right, Bishop. <laughs> All right. Now, there is a text that is famous that has been quoted, which has left a lot of Christians uh, befuddled. The issue of Christ saying, let the dead bury the dead. He seems to be resonating with what you're saying. He seems to be as uh, disinterested or uninterested, for that matter, in matters of burial, which, which perhaps would support why there is nothing prescribed in Scripture. What does it mean, let the dead bury the dead, Bishop? There could be two translations or two, two interpretations I could give. The first one, let the dead bury themselves, could mean leave there's more important business to be done here than where you are going. So let let those who are there, definition number two, let those who are not in the spiritual space which you are in continue doing what they're doing. So it's almost like do not stop doing the important thing because you want to go and do a funeral because there's nothing you can add in, on a funeral. So let the dead bury themselves could mean that those that are conscious dead or those that are already on the way of tradition, let them continue doing what they're doing. But the passage, its meaning, is more or less saying there's more important things that are happening here than what is happening over there. Herein lies the issue now, uh, uh, Bishop. We are talking about a Christian community that has, for years, for eons, had pastors and priests and bishops annexing unto themselves the power and authority to conduct these ceremonies that, as you have just said now, have no scriptural basis. Where did they get that from? These Christians who seem to be adamant to have these uh, overnight night vigils, um, which have been so loved and done ad nauseum, where did they get this from? The, the mother of the Christian church is the Catholic. And since the Catholics are the grandmothers, the Catholic used something we call the bull in history, where if a king is misbehaving, then they will pronounce the bull on a, on a territory, like Italy and Rome, if you remember your history very well. And that meant that when, when the king is not in good books with the Pope, then the Pope would pronounce the bull. In the bull, no marriages, no funeral rites, because there was a theology of uh, when a person dies, he goes to limbo, or then he might go to purgatory, hell, or then he might proceed to heaven. And the priests had put themselves in the authority that they are the ones who have the keys to transport people through this final journey of their death, which is found, of course, in the old Kemetic space, Kemetic knowledge. So the Catholic Church took this doctrine and used it to arrest the minds of the people. That when your loved one has died, you who is still alive, you need to conduct some certain ritual, and many times there were financial rituals, where now you can pay for your for your for your relatives, so that if they are going to go to hell, to purgatory, you can divert the, the trip and allow them to get to heaven. And only the priests had placed themselves in that position to be able to conduct this transportation business on a spiritual side. So they were running a taxi business, 
where they were either moving people towards limbo, they were moving towards purgatory, or they were moving them towards hell or ultimately towards heaven. When the Christian church comes into place, they also usurp a bit of that power into themselves. No member can conduct a wedding. No member can conduct a funeral. No member can conduct a communion service. No member can baptize. Because all these services are locked in the hands of the clergy, again with an intention of controlling the consciences and the, the, and the spirituality of the community. But in them, all those rights are not within the power of the priests to conduct, because they are personal and they are spiritual. And for that reason, any Christian church who tells its members you cannot baptize a member, you cannot conduct a communion service by yourself, you cannot marry another member, you cannot baptize, and etc. All this actually has its roots in the Catholic Church. The state has not made it easy also by coming up with legislation that before you can become a marriage officer, for example, you should be recognized by the church and etc., increasing the bottleneck. But when it comes to the issue of the funerals, it was very critical that the, the leading members of the, of the congregation found that as a center of power. Now when a member is dead, a pastor must be here because the power to transport this person relies within the clergy. That tradition in its own does not have a biblical basis. It's actually a purely Catholic tradition borrowed from Kemetic knowledge used for commercialization of the gospel and managing the politics of the day during the times of the, the Papal Rome. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, the lines are open. You've been listening to all our experts tonight. 891 Things seem not to have changed much, quite frankly, if you're listening to all of our experts now that their regulations, these regulations, seem to have reverted the whole ceremony to its proper space and not all of what we have been doing. The question I'm left with now is, why do we waste money with all of what we have been doing? You're listening to Dr. Mdende saying, all of this nonsense is not ours. Why are we doing that then? You're listening to Bishop Maponga, people who believe in the scriptures. It still doesn't rest in the scriptures. Why do people of faith waste money, resources, and time to do all these ceremonies that have absolutely nothing to do with their faith. Quite frankly, it seems as though government is more religious than people of faith. It seems as though religion has not been followed by people of faith. Now we're seeing the truth. Ashwin Trikamji is coming now telling us, quite frankly, there is no need for all of these gifts and all of these things. It seems, again, it seems as though what we have been seeing in the commercialized world, the cosmopolitan world, the postmodern world, has deviated away from Scripture. Again, I could be wrong. I'm listening to these experts and they're laying it bare as it is. 0891 We're going to take a break and come back. When we come back, we're going to read your posts on social media and we're taking your calls. Start dialing right now. Lupondwana on SAFM. All right. Um, while we're still editing the text, my producer says she's still editing the text. We'll read them as soon as she's ready for that. Um, uh, ready for that? Let's let's move on. Let's let's now get into some of the issues that COVID nineteen has introduced into this issue of internment, or well, parting ways with the loved ones who have now passed away, who are dead, 
we're talking about now restrictions and these restrictions seem not to take into consideration our relationships and if you were listening to Dr. Mdende or Dr. Mdende I want to begin with you it seems as though you in your you in your in your community you were waiting for those loved ones to come and our government says actually no waiting now we just do your thing you can't if people who have family members who are outside their province or outside the country they can't even go there i don't know i think i've have no what five people already who missed their mothers funerals because of covid-19 regulations is this something that is unheard of is this something that is not supposed to be what what is your take there dr mdend okay Dr. Mdende, I don't know if your, your your handset is close to your mouth. Can can you hear me? All right. Um Joey, let's get Dr. Mdende back on the line. We 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 are unable to hear her. All right, whilst we're still trying to reconnect to Dr. Mdende, let's find out from Ashwin Trikemji. Pandit, we're we're talking about a situation that now that has been evolved um, uh, to an extent or shall I say devolved because uh, we're reverting now to the old ways, the better ways if you ask me. Uh, is, is this, is this d- a desirable situation? Is this something that you that you believe is better? Okay, the pandit is also not there. Bishop, are you there? Yes, I'm there. Okay. Um, when you're looking at what has been regulated now by government, uh, government is talking about 50 now or less people. These regulations, as far as your scriptures are concerned, are they ideal or are they um, not ideal? I, I'm, I'm, it looks like corona, corona is a blessing in Uganda. I thought so too. In, in many ways than one, <laughs> honestly speaking. I know yes. this might sound very, very antisocial, but I think corona is a blessing. The best thing that would have happened in our generation is Corona. Well, you look at these funerals we've been running, which we're running into thousands. Yes. You need boxes, you need caskets, you must order food, yes. buckets of cookies and teas. People must be coming for worship and prayer meetings, must be spending money. And often, funerals come when you're not prepared. And not all of us are geared into funeral policies and all these things. People must collect offerings. I think this ultimately the chickens have come home to us. It's painful, of course, that you cannot go and bury your loved one. But looking on the positive side, in terms of the financial obligations that come with the modern uh, colonial way of burying people, weddings and funerals have become a huge nightmare for Africa. Huge nightmare. Of their heads, 
I treat blue suits and purple shoes, standing under umbrellas and watching. Basically, they are not they're good for nothing, except just to show face. So the whole situation as we have it right now, I think it cuts down lots of chaff and allows the critical business to continue. And only the close family, and in that sense, close family, and in the truest sense, only those that are real close must come to, to mount. The rest of us who are tourists in funerals think we are going from court to this weekend. Stay at home. Okay. All right. Um, um, uh, let's let's take some calls. Go to... Is this Khadebe? Khadebe, good evening. Khadebe, are you there? Yes, yes. Uh, good evening, Nai. Yes, Bungan. Go ahead. Uh, thanks, 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 Nai. And uh, a warm welcome to, to your guest, Uma uh, Mumde, and your other guest on the Christian perspective, and of course on the Hindu perspective. Mm, uh, go ahead. Yes, yes. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say uh, there's a closer uh, saying that Sukulasa Imbo Gopoyane. It seems now as if that is exactly what has been called upon us to remember with this COVID situation because we had thrown away all our systems of beliefs, our ways of doing things, including, of course, uh, the discussion at hand, which is the burial. And now the situation at hand is actually teaching us that we should be doing uh, the exact same things that were were being done before. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm so happy that, you know, I listen to your show most of the time, and uh, most of the most of the time there's disagreements. But today we are all in unison and agreeing that you know, in whatever we've been doing, now we are called upon to do the right thing. And the the, the issue of of of, of uh, funerals and burials having multiples of people celebrating and all those things are, are not correct. They're not yeah. the, the, the honorable way of, of, of sending a person away. The correct way is the way that is being done now. Yeah. You know, it is sacred. It is not a party. It is not a ceremony. Yes. Thank you, Shubi. I don't want to dwell too much. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pungan. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, you're listening to, he's emphasizing on that phrase that has been used for internment. Uh, colloquially, it's to hide. But the idea behind using that phrase is to take a human, the human remains and Cover them and hide all of that. I, it has it has taken a different shape. And when he says "Ufisa," Mom Denda, are you there? Is Mom Denda then back? Uh, I'm, I'm very happy from for Ukatebe what he has just said. Yes, because Mom. there is a confusion now. Unfortunately, now with our uh, males, more especially traditional leadership, because they are just they are saying no. Sizomkuseka. Yes. No, 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 no. The right term is Ukufisa. Yes. Ukufisa, it, it, it was done to somebody who, who gave birth, I mean, to a stillborn or a baby yes. who has not yet gone out. Yes. Even behind the, the heart or next to Ikoko that collects no food. Yes. This one is Ukufisa. They must not confuse Ukufisa with Ukufisa. Now, you asked a question of why now? The problem uh, 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 with our people is because of money. You'll find now that we've got insurances who would say, we will give you even money for 
after tears. You know, that is not our, our, our culture. And you'll find that now, today, funerals are no different from, uh, from weddings because people will be buying fruit and this and that and that and that. So, no, that dignity is not there. And young girls would even go for people to, uh, uh, for special dresses and so on. Yeah. And so, like, so now this one has, really we are going back to what we were supposed to do with respect. Now, coming to your last question of waiting for the loved ones. No, we're not waiting. It happens sometimes that a person passes on in the afternoon. Yes. Therefore, now they must be digging off the grave. That was what is being waited for. Otherwise, they would be buried by this. Anyone who is not around, who can take days to come here, who's a beka elite. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yes. All right. Let me take a break and come back. When we come back, uh, do we have uh, Pandit? Pandit, are you there? I'm back. Okay. All right. When we come back, we're going to come back to the pundit and talk about some of the issues there. The issue of cremation has been underestimated. Quite frankly, it has had so many benefits that perhaps we can talk about in the context of South Africa and the issue of land shortly after this. Hashtag SAFM Facts of Faith. Welcome back. You're still listening to Facts of Faith. We're in conversation with our guest, Dr. Mdende Panditrikamji and Pastor Maponga talking to us about the issue of burial. The impact COVID-19 has had on our rituals and our funeral services. One that has been underestimated and underrated, quite frankly, not given much attention, is what the Hindus do. This ceremony of cremation some people do it some people don't let's just get a few benefits of cremation and perhaps uh, we can conclude our conversation by how uh, it has been used by other communities who are not only Hindus but also in the Western and uh, the Eastern world Uh, Pandit we're talking about cremation in your context why was it introduced? Cremation. Is there something religious or medical or sociological that led to cremation as opposed to internment? No, it was religious. As we quoted from the Rig Veda earlier on, uh, you, know, uh, we've, you know, we have repeatedly argued to the municipalities here in and around the areas where we have uh, crematoriums that the uh, process of cremation is probably, firstly, it is hygienic, and secondly, the challenges that most of the municipalities have is land for grave sites. You know, there's this constant uh, call that they need more land for graveyards, and they don't have them. And for us, the, 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 the solution is a very simple one. Cremation is the way. Now, I I must also share with you something that has happened in the last five years. At the crematoriums, and, and, uh, you know, all our crematoriums are Hindu crematoriums, uh, created by the community themselves, financed by the community, and maintained by the community. We have found in the last five years that that members, uh, members of society of other faith groups are now using the crematorium 
more and more often than has ever been the case in the past. You know, five years ago, a Hindu crematorium was used exclusively for a Hindu cremation. But today, if you go to the crematorium, for instance, in Durban, Mm. and you find the number of cremations that have taken place, if they are 10, 12, or 15, you'll find at least least 20%, if not more, uh, cremations of of, uh, of uh, people who are not Hindus, but from the other faiths, that's the Christian faith, from the, the traditional religion faith, and from mm-hmm. various other beliefs who are now finding mm-hmm. cremation to be, I think from a, a socio-economic point of view, economical, because of all the frills that we heard from my, from my brother and my sister in the other religious grouping. And more importantly, they find it to be a far uh, clinical, hygienic, and, and a quicker way of dealing with the remains of the departed. All right. I want us to conclude our conversation, and I'm going to begin um, with Odotamdende, because I've been hearing you commenting there and exclaiming there, Odotamdende. And our final question that I'd like you to answer after you've uh, commented there is, after COVID-19, should South Africans go back to the way things were, or should we stay now and do things as we used to, Mbopaya? Mamam Dende, let's just begin with you. Uh, I, I, before I get, I'll be quick. Uh, I head to Western City, even from a traditional religion, cremation. I'm sure these are, are African Christians, not an African traditional religion. Because with us, we believe in the bones. So we say, yes. So I'm sure these are African Christians, not okay. for us. Okay, okay. Okay, now coming to your question. Uh, if now, if you can ask Amandu from Tamaku in, in spirituality, we've got a booklet called Golemi Moya, titled Golemi Moya. Yes. It's where even before the corona, we have written down how we should conduct our funerals. So they are very close to what the government has said on COVID-9 funerals. So there are just fewer changes because of time. But we are saying, now let us go back. Both have already started. Yeah. Embo, Magwedin, Embo. Embo. Yes, yes. (laughs) All right. Uh, Bishop, um, what, from your perspective, what should we do post-COVID-19? When we finally come to level zero or level, level one, should we go back to the extravaganza or should we mm. go to what you've been talking about tonight? I'm glad, I'm glad the traditional people have already come up with a manual. I wish we can also come up with a manual as Christians and get rid of the pastor. But I'm a bit worried about the Hindu, Hindu gentlemen. I I always go to the beach to swim. I did not know that I'm swimming in the midst of there. And that's, that's for another day. But I think we need to cut down and be practical. We don't need to over-commercialize things that are simple. African weddings and African funerals must be the way forward. Yeah, yeah. Pandit, should we go back? Yes, well, well, well in our case, it's hardly much of a difference. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, I, I think the process is, only change in the sense that you're cutting out members of the community converging at the crematorium to pay their last respects. They must do so, you know, in many in various other ways. They don't have to actually attend a funeral at, at the crematorium to do so. 
and uh, you know, I, I may, perhaps I should digress a little bit. There is a tendency these days too from people who are wealthy to even create the crematorium. Uh, you know, when when my my brother and sister were talking about over elaboration of funerals, yeah. that seems to be have crept into the Hindu religion practices as well recently, where you find certain people who turn the crematorium into uh, a place decored with all kinds of fancy decorations and flowers all over the shore, uh, which has never been the case in the past. It's yeah. just been a simple, solemn ceremony. So I think we must just stay with the basics, and that is what we should be doing. All right. All right. Thank you very much to all three of you. Let me see if I can read some text there. Is that Facebook or Twitter there, Joe? Facebook? All right. Facebook, um, uh, is it uh, Minden Emmanuel Skosan writes, religious has been asked okay uh, by the government to fit themselves to the national disaster management act and regulations declared by the responsible government officials i predict religious prophecies traditional prophecies and various beliefs might possibly have done otherwise the future religious will define itself it will depend on the religious to adopt such associations. Okay, um, Minden, please um, edit your text so that we can be able to know exactly what it is you are saying. Sandile Leonard Mfega, right? I think it's time we, especially blacks, fix our thinking and look at how we handle the issue of burial and costs associated with it. One. Costing implications, black families would have a funeral cover where they make these payments for years, but no funds reserved for kids to go to university. You'd afterwards realize that funds offered to the grieving family doesn't even match the amount the family has put into the scheme over the years. Okay, and then two, psychologically, spiritually, and hygiene, black families would bring the body of the deceased home day before the burial. Okay, it continues there. Our time is up. I'm unable to continue with those. Thank you very much for sending your text to the pastor, Dr. Mdend and uh, Pandit, to all three of you. Thank you very much for coming through and giving us your insights. It was a very agreeable conversation tonight. Very informative. Thank you very much to all three of you. From me, Nye, Lupondwana, and the team, have a wonderful evening and Godspeed.